I was winning. I hit the lottery. Like all the prayers got answered, all the meditation lined up, everything in my body, the cells were percolating properly, no migraine. I didn't even need to eat. Jay Smiles was hired to do an all-caregiving comedy set. These folks wanted to hear my story for an hour. I knew they were serious because they got me a first-class plane ticket. Hello? I'm on stage. I'm doing my thing, giving them the laughs. Then I'm looking around. I'm noticing they whipped me, but they're not whipped me with me. I'm like, oh. These folks want the nitty gritty. These are serious, for real family caregivers. Nurses, doctors, all kind of medical personnel. So I put the mic down for a second. I looked at them. I put the mic back up to my mouth and I said, hold up. Y'all want the juicy, juicy, huh? And they chuckled a little bit. And I said, y'all want me to get raw with y'all for real, for real? And they were like, yeah. And they started laughing. And I was so taken aback. I like stumbled backwards a little bit. And then I was like, okay, okay. All right. All right. You better be ready. 20 minutes later, I'm sweating knee deep in Zeddy-isms. The audience is laughing hysterically. I get an electric current going through my spine. I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, Jay, you are telling very personal information that you did not get the okay from your mama. Not that you really could, but girl, for real, a little bit, you are a snitch right now. You are straight up. Snitching on your mama. Parenting Up, Caregiving Adventures with Comedian Jay Smiles is the intense journey of unexpectedly being fully responsible for the well-being of my mama. For almost a decade, I've been chipping away at the unknown, advocating for her, and pushing Alzheimer's awareness on anyone and anything with a heartbeat. Caregiver newbies, OGs, village members trying to just prop up a caregiver, you are in the right place. Hi, this is Zeddy. I hope you enjoy my daughter's podcast. Is that okay? Today's episode, I'm a snitch. Okay, family, let me back up a little bit. The reason it's tricky for me is that Zeddy has always been extraordinarily private. I mean, most people don't even know her real first name. Everyone knows her as Yvette Smiley Smith, and Yvette is not her first name. Period. End of story. My mother when she was healthy, led an extraordinarily successful professional life. She was a woman about town. Her career, her civic duties, 
She had a high public visibility. But did nobody know what she was doing in her personal life? Her friendship circle, her spiritual life, people had no clue. My dad's life on a personal level, nobody had a clue. My grandparents, I was around people who did not gossip. They didn't tell it. I'm not trying to say that no gossiping happened about them, but it never made it to the kitchen table. You know what I mean? I don't know if somebody was doing some indiscretionary behavior. But no woman or man made it back to the house to knock on the door or leave a note in the car window starting some stuff. It was a tight ship. So to talk about what now is happening with my mom's personal care got tricky to me in the moment. But it was all so phenomenal because of how organically it occurred. These clients genuinely wanted to know a humorous side of caregiving. And I was like, okay, all right, I'm going to write these jokes. But then when I get out there on stage, this was the first time I had such a well-heeled, medically prepared professional and lay audience that they were like, girl, you better get that elementary ass jokes out of here. And I was like, oh, snap. So luckily, I'm a professional and I was quick enough on my feet, thank you, universe, that I pulled some stuff out of my butt, but they were true Zaddy stories. And whoa, before I knew it, I was like, yo, this is like not edited. <laughs> and I really wonder what Zeddy would think if she were in the audience, if she could weigh in on it. Now, something else I got to tell you about my mom. Zeddy is highly competitive. She believes in do what you have to do to win. Don't lose. If you are in public, if you are turning in a paper, if you are trying to get to the airport, if you are playing Monopoly, don't cheat. Do use all the exceptions at your disposal. Not just the rules. Zeddy believed in every exception written or implied. <laughs> all of those are available. I think the client really kind of loosened me up. You know, like when you're on a date and you're like, how did I end up giving it up so quickly if you meant to not maybe share yourself intimately so quickly? 
Or if you didn't mean to spend as much money as you did, you're like, you know what? I'm keeping this date to $50. And all of a sudden you spend $250. Or if you thought, I'm only going to hold hands. And all of a sudden you're kissing. Either way, things were going very well. And you just got real comfortable and eased into doing a little more than you thought. And that's how this client got me. Y'all, they treated me so well with that first class ticket and those free drinks and that cushy robe in that hotel room and room service and then the black car with the driver. What? Your girl was like, yeah, uh-huh. I wasn't rushing. I didn't feel harried. I felt seen and appreciated, valued, and worthy. The green room had all my snacks. They really paid attention to my writer, okay? In the world of entertainment, the writer is another whole part of your contract that says you got to do all these little extra things, please, so that I can perform well. I like unsalted almonds and a sugar-free Red Bull, for instance, are two pretty standard things that I need before I perform. They had all of that, plus a few other things. The green room was well appointed. I'm like, you know, so I was, they bothered me up. And so then when I'm on the stage and they're like, yeah, give us more. Ooh, you know? I'm like, right. Before I know it, I'm lifting up my pants leg a little bit and I'm letting them see my ankles. You know what I'm saying? When I got that electric current going through my spine, I had to make a decision. Do I reel it in? and try to smoothly get back to the original set? Or do I stay down the purple brick road of wherever Alzheimer's-isms might take me? And I didn't know. But there's no way to ask the audience, because of course they're going to say, give us the grime and give us the dirt. But they don't know how much I'm committed to protecting my mother, protecting her essence, her dignity, her spirit, her legacy. She doesn't know this. And I don't know when she gets her wings, if she'll ever know. Who knows what happens when you die? But this is something I signed up for when I became her full-time caregiver. Protect Zeddy fully at all costs. So I'm standing there sweating. For any of you who've seen me, when I get on a riff on stage, the sweat pours. And the makeup, you know, it kind of moves like lava or a banana split that's starting to melt. 
I had a split second to make the decision. A few things help me in moments like that. I'm a huge sports fan. Jim Brown, the incomparable running back in the National Football League, says he got up slowly every time after a tackle. He did not want the defense to know if he was hurt. That was his mental game. Coach Nick Saban with the Alabama Crimson Tide in college football keeps the same look on his face and the same cadence and pace of walk on the sideline, whether his team is winning or losing. He doesn't show emotion. He doesn't want his players to get too high or too low. And he doesn't want the opposition to know when he's on edge. Zeddy was an expert witness, which means she got on the stand in court and talked a bunch of fancy words around financial numbers with hundreds of millions of dollars on the line. And she never broke a smile. She smiled through it all, whether they were dogging her and attacking her in a very caustic adversarial way, or whether it was her attorney that was being very calm. I use those types of memories to adjust on the fly in moments when I'm like, oh, hell, what am I supposed to do? Okay, first thing is don't act like you're unsure (laughs) of what you're going to do or say next, Jay Smiles. Keep it calm. Keep it cool. Like Zeddy, like Nick, like Jim. I leaned in. I leaned into the laughter. I'm a professional. I was hired to tell jokes, to make them laugh. I started down a path. I knew what I was doing. And I know that pound for pound, my gut and my soul will lead me in the right direction as it relates to my mom. In the moment, I trusted that the universe and the Holy Spirit would not put in the forefront of my consciousness any of the most demeaning memories or moments that would leave me tongue-tied on stage. And then I went into overdrive. I've been preparing for this for years. I watched Zeddy pour everything into her craft. Work ethic is real serious in my lineage. I mean, Zeddy taught me to shoot for the moon. Because even if you miss, at least you will be amongst the stars. 
I don't know if she knew <laughs> that that would mean I, I was also going to be shooting her in the foot, admitting that now I'm trying to potty train her. She lost all her damn teeth, and she kind of talks to dead people. I started rolling off the dome so quickly. I shared bits and pieces, snap, crackle, pop, way more than I've ever done on social media, more than I've shared with friends and family. It was hot. I was coming in hot. And they loved it. The more they loved it, the more I gave them. I got lost in the moment. For a performer, losing track of your body is the goal. And that audience gave me such a moment. I'm not huge on gospel songs. And by not huge, I mean I love the feeling I get when I'm listening to them. But I'm not great at the right title. But there's a song where the refrain goes, if I can help someone along the way, then my living isn't in vain or ain't in vain or wasn't in vain. Something like that. That hymn was major for Zeddy. Toward the end of that set, I felt that song in my heart. And it gave me further energy and credibility within. That spark felt like universe, Zeddy, angels, something telling me, you're doing all right, Jay. This entire Ricky Noodle, Whirly Doodle that you've done on stage is okay. It gave me a comforting jolt of adrenaline to finish up the set. The way the audience was crying and laughing and hitting on the table I was like, wow, in this moment right now, I am helping someone along the way. And far be it for me to hold back private moments of my mom's life and journey with Alzheimer's when it can help five, six, seven, eight hundred people. And then whoever they may recount this joke to. How can I get in the way of what the Spirit is asking me to do? That standing ovation gave me chills. And Zeddy would have been proud of that. I mean, I didn't share her social security number. At least there's that. So snitches might get stitches, but they also get standing ovations.
Do you have a comment about today's episode? Is there a topic that I've never covered that you want me to handle in a future episode? Cool. Text a purple heart to one four oh four seven three seven one four four nine. Again, plus one four oh four seven three seven one four four nine. Of course, I'm gonna put that in the show notes. The snuggle up number one. Sharing really is caring. If there's information about your LO's journey, sensitive, private, perhaps demeaning, embarrassing, but if it can help improve the life of another, consider sharing it. It's personal. We all get there in our own time. I'm a comedian. I get it. But even in a one-on-one setting, really think about letting that story get some air, let it get some sunlight. Number two, who you were as a caregiver one month ago, one year ago, is very different. Recognize that in a moment, You will handle a conversation and experience very differently now than you would have before. So give yourself credit for the growth that you've experienced, for the armor that you've put on. You can handle more now. Trust yourself. Number three, follow your personal dreams. You may not be able to follow all of them at the same time. I mean, hell, I can't even put all of that on caregiving. I have so many dreams any given day. But don't allow all of your personal dreams to fade away or flush down the toilet because you're now a caregiver. That's not fair to you. It's not good for you. And ultimately, it's actually not good for your LO either. And while I've never met them, I doubt that would be their preference. That's it for now. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe for continuous caregiving tips, tricks, trends, and truth. Pretty, pretty, please, with sugar on top. Share and review it, too. I'm a comedian. Alzheimer's is heavy, but we ain't got to be.